Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Well, it's the first big game of the season, Robert. Robert, Robert Ball is with me again this week. Robert, how, how's your nerves, mate, for the game tomorrow? <laughs> Not very confident, Ryan. I would like to be, but just season after season, we're getting very unprepared. And this is probably the worst select team on paper I've seen in a good 20 years. Um, where do you start and where do you finish with it? The manager just practically out today and said that he's not happy how dealings are happening. Um, the squad's thin, very thin, and a lot of fronts. Um, really, where do you go with Ryan? I, I, I don't know. Obviously, the manager's trying his best to get players in and identified players, and maybe the scouting staff. And the deals just take forever, don't they? They just don't seem to be. Most clubs go about their business and get deals done. We just seem to be the slowest club in Europe to get a deal done. I don't know if it's agents that are holding it up or it's money or what. I don't know, but it's it's symbolic going into a Champions League qualifier with such a Fred's bare skin team tomorrow. As we've spoken about in podcasts before and a lot of people have spoken about that have come on and every year we're always no prepared. It's always either beat on at the back with a young guy or it's two French players. It's never your two front men at the back or your two front men at the front or your two middles. It's always a scattered, scattered midfield, scattered defence, scattered full team injuries. Last year it was a fucking other place as well. Every year, as you say, we gamble in signings. We wait until we try and qualify first and then we sign players. It's just, as you say, deals getting done. The manager's highlighted they want to put us in. They've not come in yet, and he's like, how the fuck's this not happening? Even he, you can tell now, he's getting frustrated, and he's probably, he's feeling the brunt of what we felt last season and the year before it. He's like, we can tell he's not a yes man because he's coming out and he's front of the board. We need players. Why is it not getting done? I'm stuck with players I don't want, and he's probably going to put them more, i.e., as we say, we're never going to slaughter guys because of professional football players, but Guys at Ralph should have beat Celtic. No good enough. Shouldn't he be in the B team? Shouldn't he beat Celtic? End of. Um, it could be a good point at maybe a championship level or Dundee or something, whatever. But for me, Celtic, no chance. Again, Stephen Welsh, what a day for tomorrow. He'll need a day. Beat on centre back. He's not he's no a defender. Taylor, Bolly. The, the defence is. Barcash, I think, might come good. But the actual defence, Julian's injured. That's an absolute joke, isn't it? 
Julian's been registered in the chassis. I've seen that. Bay, Bay Canny play. And he's at Taylor. September? September, October, I reckon. Um, that tells you how desperate the board seem to be. Like they're just, they're no willing to gamble to spend a bit of money to try and progress in Europe. To me, that's the way it seems. Um, I don't know if they're maybe waiting and the money coming in for Ayer and maybe money coming in for, say, Edward and Christie. I mean, I don't know when all, but we've already took 30.4 million, I think, in, in transfer. And you know, we've spent roughly, including the Swedish centre-half, about 10, 11 million, I reckon, when about that. So surely even spend half of the 30 million, 15, and then maybe wait till Edward gets sold or Christie and then start spending. But we've not spent half the money yet, so... It's baffling. The season book sales has went through as well, so I don't know. It's very, very baffling. But it's Celtic with it every year. and I just feel sorry for the manager, to be quite frank. Um, I feel the manager has been kind of a given the job, but his hands are tied behind his back. There's an anchor attached mm-hmm. his feet and asked him to swim. Mm-hmm. Um feel sorry for him. He's been given coaching team again, which we've already discussed before. Shouldn't have been anywhere near Celtic because they've been there last season and failed, and it should have been just a clean slate. Is this maybe why Eddie Howe then decided he wasn't wanting the Celtic joke because he knew the funds weren't available and he wasn't getting his own coaching staff? We don't know, do we? Because then again, you're talking about the funds. Fans will see either spending money in the defender or we're going to spend money in, we'll spend money in the Israeli winger, blah, blah, blah. But it's no money at Celtic's pocket. It's money of recycling again. It's no money like Des has went right here's 20 million or 30 million going get into Europe next year. That's not happening. It's money that's getting recycled every year. As you say, season books. Again, we could go back into our lockdown a few months. We can get more restrictions, but fans are still paying their 600 or 700 pounds. They're buying their training gear, they're buying the strip. So right away, you're getting all that money. Plus, as you say, you've had the, the, the point deal for January, Mohammed. That's all still in the melting pot. I know there's COVID money and that's still we come into play, but there's money there. So, as as you say, as hands come in, like, right, so where's the money? I've come in, I've told you what I want. How's it not happening? As you say, players are getting sold and bought for whatever within three or four days and then they're signed. And because the day you see him, the day he's, he's press conference, he looks so frustrated. He's like, oh, it's a it's a miracle card, basically. That's what he says. He says that two uh journalists say to him, right, do you think you'll get two guys in for basically the deadline tonight? Oh, and, he, and he's like, nah, it's not a wild card, it's a miracle card. And McGregor just laughed at him. So he knows that something's not right. A miracle card, and that's a guy just coming to the door. So as he says, there should be a clear out if he tapped the bottom if it was a lot of fans are more about Lowell. How's he still there? And I, we've said before, Lovell's always going to be there because he's he's part of the SFA and he's part of the European board and that. So he's got to be at a club in Scotland. If he's no, then he can't be up with the SFA and he yeah. can't be on the board. So he was always going to have some capacity role. And I don't like the fact that he's still there because he's still a part of it. He might still have a word. And like you say, I seen a hang the day in the paper, actually. I didn't read it. It was a headline of show. That somebody says that Don McKay is basically going to be like David Moyes, 
at Man United, basically just to, maybe the, the right guy at the right time under the, under the right conditions. And I, I think the two of them have got the hand ties because everything's just you're thinking the rebound's going to do well. We've seen these guys, but you're thinking you're going to ask a massive game. For me, it's the biggest game of the season so far. I know it's just started, but right away, if you lose this against Ferenc Varos last season, your season just went right downhill and it could happen again this season. The only saving grace is Mitchell and get a bit of problems herself. Their star strikers refusing to play. He wants sold and I think three or four other players are going to be there anymore. Um, the midfielder um, is looking for a move as well. Um one of the players has refused to come back. He's sold and all. Um, so they've got a bit of trouble, which is probably only saving grace. But did they, say for instance, you get through the tie, did the board go, oh, they've got a good enough squad to go and then beat PSV or Galatasaray? You know, mm. this is the problem. You know what I mean? Are they just saying, we're spending that because we know we're not going to make a Champions League and that's all we're willing to spend? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just... It's, there's areas in the team as you, you say to yourself, Ryan, it's like right back, left back. I reckon we still need a defensive midfielder, a, a guy of a one yammer type that's mm-hmm. very strong. And I think we need ballpoint centre half. So I reckon you could probably say you need a back four, a defensive mid, mm-hmm. a left winger, and an R striker. Because you've kind of covered the two right wingers now where you've got the new boy in and Forrest. But with nobody on the left hand side, what you got to do is switch one of them out of the left and play them out of position. It just... yeah. And I know there's fans talking about Mikey Johnson. For me, I just I don't think he's going to make it at Celtic full-time consistently. He's always injury-prone. When he plays, it's three flashes, but it's never consistent. Um, will he take, in my opinion, will he take it to the next level? Me personally, no. Um, but it's just my opinion. As you say, is that, that side, we're very, very, yeah. very thin. You can't build a team of youths. You yeah. can't. There's like a young boy Montgomery looks really good at left back. Um, the young centre half, Hadge, Hage, or whatever he's called, the, the Scandinavian boy, he looks Big boy Murray looks the part, but that's only pre season, you know what I mean? That, would they be the part maybe around a 10, 12 games? Because young boys form dips, and you wouldn't want to see them getting into the team and then playing well and having a couple of bad games and people on their backs because. It's no fair in young boys, you know what I mean? They would need to really mm-hmm. go and loan. Maybe one or two might break through this year, depending on the circumstances, but you can't build a team of young boys. It's not like Alex Ferguson with Man United in the 90s. The things, the football doesn't give you time like that now. No. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what he's left with, a team of young boys in there. Edward obviously doesn't want to be there. Christy doesn't want to be there. Ayer doesn't want to be there. And Cham didn't want to be there. They've not included him in the Champions League squad, even though they said last week he did why. But I watched him against Bristol City, and I know it was only pre-season, but he's throwing about as if he was a superstar. Mm. And people were in their faces, and he didn't like it. To me, and Cham will never get it to the next level that he should be at, just because of his attitude. No, definitely. Uh, this is a season where... We can't have passengers like we did last season. Guys, I've always said, guys, lightning charm, who we all know is ability, but it's come to stage now. Ability can only get you so much in any level of football. You've got to have, as you say, desire and attitude and everything else. Like We all don't know what goes behind the scenes, but there's just a lot of things going wrong. And I just hope that 
we all eat our words and in the next few weeks everything turns around and we, we do qualify and it's all rosy again but it's going to be a hard fucking a hard graph to get even through to this fucking third round whatever it is after Midtjylland it's going to be a hard tie people are all saying see I think I did tweet after the, after the round uh, the, the draw I was like I was that's a good draw we go and then seeing them I'm like no matter who we get it's going to be a hard draw because the team is going to be weak you're going to have a guy who roused and again, no offence to boy, he's a professional football player, but he couldn't play for United and St Johnston. So how can he come in and play with Celtic weekend week? It just that, that just can't happen. It's just you can't go for playing Championship football to lower league and the SBL to then go and play in Champions League football and expect you to try and qualify. That's just again, as he says, he's got his hands tight behind his back. He's only got one right back in the fucking team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not acceptable. They all knew when Neil went and left. They needed a right back because from Pong left Ohams away. They've had they've had previously start of January to the new to identify a right back and I've no signed one. But again, that's just bad scouting, mismanagement. I know you can go for players and they don't want to come, but you still have as Williams always says, you've got a list. Where's where's the list of players? Where where where? where? There's no really for me, they've never really had lists of players and identified players, even managers. I don't think they had an manager, Barry Eddie Howe, I think. Andrews pulled out the dark, to be honest with you. I don't think they did say they identified Ange, but if they identified Ange, they went in the first place. I think it was grabbing the headlights or scrambling about, don't know what they're doing. And obviously somebody's came up with, oh, Ange Postagoglu, oh, let's look into him and oh, we can get him cheaply. I mean, the boy for Japan that we've signed... It looks, it looks a good football player, aye. How long is it going to take for him to come out of Scotland? Quarantine and all this nonsense. It's been done three weeks ago for him to be available for this game. It just, I don't I don't get it, now. I just, I'm very baffled by it. We've needed a right back, a left back, centre half. And we've no go. I mean, every day you're linked with somebody, link, link, link. But it doesn't, apart from the Japanese boy, and the obviously Israeli boy, they were kind of shots in the dark that needed to really know about. Bang went and got them. Mm-hmm. But that should be happening with four or five or six players because we're eight down for last season. And now we'll just get a team of young boys. Because if we get two or three injuries, we are an, we're already in a lot of shit, if you ask me. But I think if maybe, say, Sorrow gets injured, just say Barkas gets injured and Edward gets injured, you're going to be an absolute shit show. You're going to be absolute trouble. And it can happen. It's, don't say it can. Listen, it happened last season with all these injuries and COVID and everything else. And we all saw folk would have been all right. And it just shows that the strength and depth that we did have a few years ago, it's been doing the peck order all the time now. As you say, it's all young boys. I think the thing that really annoyed me was other day and again it shows I think we experience and having guys in our team that want to win and protect each other and fight each other. Reading Belly's tackle, apparently it was horrendous, right? And hardly any of the players stood up and fucking protected him. But not fucking you you're fucking what were you doing to that boy not nobody done that. And I, people might think that's a silly thing, but as a team spirit, as soon as somebody in your team gets hit, you're fucking doing the neck the, the neck of referee, you're what you doing, you're a prick, what you doing? But that selling the don't, don't have that anymore too soft. And as you say, you had a ball point centre-half who's physical, tough. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, if it's Rangers, Aberdeen, East Stirling, whatever. 
the first half an hour, well, first half an hour, the first 30 seconds, boom, yeah, guy won. But we're, we're too soft. I'm not saying hot a guy, but you've got like guys now in a fucking game, we're Celtic, we're this. I think we're all, I know football's changed right, now. I like Cam,
we still made some symbolic signings and symbolic decisions. We went to the game against his first game against uh, the team Gibraltar. We went with a shocking side with Ambrose at the back with Sifsky up front. The young boys came in with Yanko at right back and you're like, what the fuck is this all about? Again, even a guy with Rogers quality. Then, this is what I've left with. This is what I need to get you. This is what you've you've given mm-hmm. me. Is that maybe what Ange came out today and said the, 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 the team's not fit enough yet? And I'm thinking, I know he wasn't there at the start of pre-season, but he's been there. And they're just, and they're all taking niggles and knocks. Is that probably because they're no fit? A lot of them are taking niggles and knocks because they're no, they can't kind of keep up with his fitness regime. I don't know. This is, it's, it's baffling, mate. Very, very baffling. They've obviously got to look at maybe what they're doing i.e. with the sports science or training programmes or what they're doing diet, there must be something how can some professional players someone be fit and then some know up to that level that they're all training the same, uh, the same routines the same regimes the same diets maybe I don't know what they're doing but how can you know be fit I don't understand that surely in these, these, this day and age as uh, me and you and spoke last week there are f- three, six, five day a year Player, the professionals that should be fit. I the others have a break. Have you a week break, two weeks break? But you should still be doing something every day to keep yourself ticking. Yeah, you shouldn't be going to pre-season. No, no fit. This is twenty years ago. Then they bother. You can the, the home programs, and diet, and everything's there, and they can get to Lennox Town twenty four seven if they want. That's you know what I mean. Or they can go to other gyms and personal trainers and everything they've got. Really, everything they've got. In front of them, it's probably the determination and the willingness to do it. It just shows you as well. If you guys come back for Euros, McGregor and Tubbo, that only go like 10 days, two weeks after back in training. So they should be flying. They should need a pre season. Guys who are coming for Euros at any level, if it's Man United or Arsenal or Celtic, they should need a pre season. They've just come in for Euros. They're trained every day at Euros, basically. And then they can off two-week break, came back in. They should need a full pre-season, so they should be fat enough to start the Mora. Um, but even the Mora, your team... What's that, mate? What team would you go with? I would even try a back three and try and no play Ralston and Taylor Abogli. I would try and just play... Uh, see if it comes to it, play, play two young boys and beat on. If, play, if it's a boy, Murray. Play but What is their formation? I don't even know, mate. I, see, because I've I've been trying to look at it, but I'm I'm too busy to look at us, and I'm like, what are we going to do first? Because it's just it's a full you're crammed in with, as you say, young players. I mean, maybe see out of the left backs. I would honestly rather play the boy Montgomery than, than Taylor and Bolly. I generally would. I would give the boy a chance. I would give him a run of games. That's the one position I would probably take a gamble on. I would I, I would play him left back. The boy, he's commanding. He's looking. I wouldn't maybe take a gamble with one of the young boys in there just because a lot of responsibility in it. It's like you can get away with a wee bit at left back because mm. they've got centre half to cover. If you're a centre half, you make a mistake. There's no much more to cover you, really. Um, but I would go a 4 2 3 1, but a Yeti for me up on his end doesn't work. No, he can't have that. Or so up there. Um, whether Edward can be asked playing tomorrow or wants to play, you've got to try and start him, in my opinion. But it all depends what sort of mood he's in. I'm like you, 
I know he might be kind of away or he might want away or whatever, right? But we all know if Eduardo in the park, it's going to give Celtic an extra ten percent, and it's going to give Mitchell and another ten percent down because they know he's playing. Yeah. I, I like I'd, I'd like to think the Mitchell defenders would be like a Yeti or Griffiths or a young boys playing up front. All right, okay, here we go. We'll we'll get a go. But if you see him playing right away, you're like fuck. I've got him. Him. So you've always got a chance, even though he might only be fifty percent. I'd rather fifty percent for as much as I'd like a yet, and I think you've all come good this season under a better, a better system, a better manager, and maybe a better winger to keep in the box. I think Edward. Some fans might say, "Oh, get me fucked." He's not happy, but he's still here. He's under contract. He's still a big part of the team. So for me, if it means getting into one round better, then I think he's got to play. Uh, he's, in my opinion, he's got to play. He's got. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would try and go for it at home. It might backfire, but I don't want to sit cautious and take a bit of a doing. I'd rather we went for the juggler being the home side, and I think and only knows one style, and it is to go for it. Well, the players can match what he's trying to get across to them. It's going to be hard because a lot of them haven't trained. A lot of them are unfit. A lot of them are no way to be there. It's a bit of a bad situation. But as you say, it shouldn't take much to get you up for a European game. And think, this is a, a short window for Edward. Mm-hmm. Putting scores a double the more Cunts might go, I've always looked at him, but he's hadn't done it in Europe and looks like he's got his form back. It could be the, making him getting a deal somewhere where he wants to, maybe the English Premier League or the French League, whatever just might make somebody entice them a wee bit more to go and spend the cash on them. So, it's a short window for him to put his sell out there. Well, just that as well, you're, you're saying at any level of football, for a big game like that, you shouldn't need to get up for it. No mm-hmm. manager should need to get a team talk. You sh- that's just, should be poised yourself. That's where it's Celtic for him. It's only a qualifier, but it's still a Champions League game. It's still a massive game and it's still a massive game to put your CV, you're playing Europe. So, it's still a big game to get up for him. As he says, Edouard, for me, the guy's fit. He's, I think he will play anymore. I think if he's fit, he'll play. Um, he has, no matter what anybody says, if no one to be there, the, guy's, the guy has quality and he is going to go into better things, in my opinion. So, just play him as as long as he's here. I would play him because he's going to give you that extra 10% that maybe other players might not give you. The fans will make a difference tomorrow, I think. Just have fun. Definitely. It should have been double that, but obviously we've not got that chance. But oh, definitely. Fans will be a big thing. Um, I think the players will get a lift after, you know what I mean, having fans back. Um, I just hope we can get a result because earlier is going to be a tough ask and we're not really that great away from home in Europe, are we? But the only thing I would say it's a bit of a godsend issue is I don't think there's any away goal rule. So, so if it did beat his one, though. You, you don't need to panic as much because you still go um score and still maybe take an extra time whatever so you know it's no panic right away but you know with Celtic especially if you're home right? either concede in the first few minutes or they concede just before half time or just after or just to the last minute they always concede at the same times all the time and it puts you under pressure uh, right away punch. aye it's always or, or they defend for 85 minutes and then they get this fucking sucker punch at the end they've hit the post they've hit the bar and then it's always the same story with Celtic and even under Rodgers when the team was 
a lot better. Even he signed a few duds. You still get beat half shite in Europe. Ah, you might have beat decent teams, but you still get beat half shite. And it's just a thing with Celtic. Even with O'Neill, people people remember O'Neill getting to the, the, the Youth Cup final and be, be, beating this and beating Juventus, but they still get beat half a shite who they should have been beating. Even uh-huh. the players get beat half shite away from home, fucking Basel and fucking other teams like that. So it's just... Basel, Aye, bro. Aye, sir. I know what you're saying when you're playing. Aye, aye, but... Well, take me a I'm trying to... Teams who should be beaten, but teams like... Even, even with Dyler, teams like Malmo, you've got Johansson and fucking... Johansson can root and say, oh, we're Celtic, we're going to beat Mulder, and then Mulder's beating you free nothing and all that. You're like, come on, you fuck. That's one thing I want us to... Europe's a very dangerous place, but we are no... Set up for Europe, we never have been, but that's but, what I, I keep saying as well. Like we have says, we're a Europa League standard now, in my opinion. We strive yeah. to get to the Champions League, but but the money that we are paying for some players and the performances we're getting for me, whatever Lowell says, we're in a elite club. I we maybe an elite club, but we're no playing at an elite level anymore. We might get that, so we that I have to get to the Champions League and we have not got that right now we are probably sitting on the, some of them are leaving Europa League players that's just a sad thing now this guy shouldn't have been a squad yep so it's do you think there'll be a signing come in before 11 o'clock tonight very very doubt it can't see it at all very very quiet isn't it and as no. Anne says your day, it's a medical card, not a wild card, so... <laughs> you would expect at least one, but right now I can't even see one come in, which is criminal, if you ask me. I don't, as I say, we don't know much about how scouting works and transfers, but surely, as Anne says your day, normal procedure, you, you like your player, you get him looked at, you get him, you get him there, you get him signed, you get a photo, and that's him signed and trained, which... How how did it take two weeks to get a deal done? And he says, or oh, some of his clubs, it only takes a few days. Is it just is it the agents that we're dealing with that don't do things quick enough? Or is it what is it? It's it's a hard up because as much as we don't talk about Rangers, Rangers signed that boy pre pre contract, the young boy, the coming the guys for Holland or something. Signed him, he's come in. We've got a guy for Sheffield, he's signed him, he's in. But their guys are going to come in and play. We're signing projects again all the time, and that's what me and you spoke about. We need more experience, especially at the back, because I know Julian's injured, but who else have you got? Ah, you've got beat on, but he's no a centre-back. Taylor's, I've always said, again, for me, Taylor's a commander player, playing with Celtic, ball and goalie, no, no good enough. I thought he might have come in and been all right, but I, I just can't see him playing either. So you're spending more money in two left-backs who only got to take you to the next level. So what is happening at, at, at that up upstairs? What is happening when it comes to that transfer? Recruitment, you're spending was it three million Taylor and three million Bowling Golly? Come on, the fuck. Two million. Two million. 3.1 million in Bowling Golly, and then you spent two million in Laxalt and a loan deal for C Milan. <laughs> and we could have got Bert Merlin, the wee boy for Rosenberg. If I'm all I'm not saying he'd have but every time he played against us, he was good, and say, so like, we might have identified him and never signed him again. Probably one of the ones they made an RC it again, you know what I mean. But I think, the, I think the more as well, the midfield should be, again, 
I think the boy Shaw's been looking okay, but against pre-season, I try not to get a lot of pre-season. I just like to see, obviously, the qualifiers and judge for there, but he seems... He's been saying uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, will he play tomorrow? Will he just go with McGregor, Sorrow, and Tumble? Because for me, Tumble's going to play. The guy's, the guy's going to. If he's got any chance of the net, I think he's going to play. I think he's been playing behind the striker as such. But I like the fact he's playing McGregor a bit forward, and you can see right away McGregor's got a freedom now. And it's last season, I think he was covering Brown too much. And I think because Brown's not there, he's got a license now. He can do what he wants, and that freedom. Well, I can't expect thing might be sitting aside them tumble to make the tackles. No. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> I I have seen McGregor and Sorrow as well. I um I think Sorrow is a good player, right? But like I says to like was it was it Paul or Ross on one of our podcasts or night, as much as Nincham might be an absolute idiot when it comes to his attitude. If I had the choice, who would I have? I'd rather have the champ playing because I think Sorrow's a loose cannon sometimes. I think he's a bit of a, loose, a, a headless chicken sometimes. But the champ's at the window, the looks it. So I think the three will be Tumble, Sorrow and McGregor. Sorrow was good last season and then Celtic took him out and put Brown back in and I thought, I don't think the guy deserved to be dropped. And that was just my opinion, but I don't know if he's going to be consistent and play a full season for us. But again, you're talking about Brown. That was mismanagement for Lennon again last year. You can't play a guy at 35 year old, whatever it is, 30 all game this season again. You can't do that. I know, it's baffling. And like you say, you had Sumbo and Toro sitting on the bench, eh, Sorrow and Tumble sitting on the bench, and you're playing a guy at 35 who, let's be even I've said to my dad every as well, week? aye, every week. Uh, and he's, he's got Aberdeen, and now he's a captain, but will Scott Brown be that? I don't think Scott Brown will be a, a threat anymore. I don't think he's going to beat the levels at so I he might be a, a tough nut to crack point against him, but I don't think he's going to be a threat against Celtic. So I think maybe it's a right decision he went. But the fact that he played all season there, the two guys was criminal. For me, it was totally I'm not saying we'd have won the league through it, but it would have gave you a better chance of doing something because we all know Brown was an absolute fantastic player for Celtic. What he done for us was unbelievable. And I would never ever give the guy any chip, but the manager shouldn't be playing a guy like that. When his legs were gone, fit all game this season. This shouldn't yeah. have happened. But then Kennedy played him as well, didn't he? So it's, it wasn't just Lennon as such, you know what I mean? But the less we talk about it, <laughs> the better. But and the more I have on me, it's the, the team selections are. I think the midfields maybe, maybe a set on, set on stone but when it comes to the, the, the free but. Even surely got to register this as really boy tonight. Surely, surely and play him. You're spiffing half million pounds from him. Play him. Uh, I don't know if they were holding him at the squad to see if they go someday in or someday to cut a players in, but it's nearly like they're not getting anybody in. So it's just and like you say, you've got Crivis is back in the squad. A Yeti, Edwards. You get a free. I think if Edwards fit, I think you'll play. Don't know if Forrest will be fit to play because he was out. He's back training today, but will he play? We don't know. The team selection this is maybe the first time in a long time I really don't know what a team lineup will be. I really don't know. It's for a long time, I know even last season we had wee doubts of who we play, but I think maybe the only if Barcast is fat, I think Barcast plays Sorrow, Tumble McGregor, 
Apart from that, I don't really know how they're going to play. It's just a pure puzzle. It's a pure maze of who... And I think you can see that with the manager's press. It's very how bad we were last season, and this season we don't even have as good a squad. No. That's the worrying part for me, then. Very worrying. That we were 25 points off it last season, an absolute embarrassing in Europe, and the board haven't reacted the way they should have. They've just kind of a pushing along an odd signing here. And, well, I mean, they've signed a couple of players, but... They really needed to be hammering tongs in it and having five and six and seven players in because we're, we're eight right for last season. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the players that left were good, but a lot better than what we've got to now. And it's just a squad of young boys. That you can't expect young boys to come in and become men all night. It's not going to happen. And the worrying thing is the league's only in the corner. First league game's on the 31st of July, is it? No, it hurts, isn't it? And, that, and I'll be a shock as well for some of the players and new boys. Uh-huh. That's I know, I know, it might not be a full capacity in Castle, but in Castle was a hard place to go and win. Not years ago, you, you used to go there and win three, four, nothing. But nowadays, it's just, it's a hard task to go in there and win. They're a physical team, aren't they? They're going mm. to be. they done it in the cup? Nah. And they'll be so, a better team than they were in that cup final, and we're a worse team. So it's going to be a, a tough ten days for the manager to get players in, and it's. it's, it's a, Manager because he's got to be the one that's got to take the can. But that's mm-hmm. one thing I don't want fans, anybody who's who's listening and other podcasts. I think I've said the same, and nobody can get the manager for this. The manager's it's not the manager's fault. He can only do so much. He can only do so much with the squad he's been given, the resources he's been given, the players. The players will carry a bit of the can, but it's all into the fucking the top end of the top end of the club, and there's no doubt with recruitment side it. There's no good the players. And the manager ain't quick enough. The Eddie Howe was only a saga because the club made it a saga. The club didn't deal with it. The rest of the laurels, ah, right, he's coming, he's coming, no, didn't he come, like, fuck, who are we going to go now? The board have just let us Where is Dermot? No, heard nothing from Robert. He was playing oh, golf with, he was playing golf with fucking Rory McElroy, everything. And yet, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the biggest shareholders in Celtic. His clubs know them very well and a bit of a shake-up and he's playing golf. So what is know. your interest? Is it golf? Is it Man United? Is it Celtic? What is surely this is when he's got to say, right, I'm the main man. There's 25 million, whatever it is, go and get us back to the top. Yeah. Surely that's as an owner, if you've an interest in your club. Obviously, I don't know what happens behind the scenes, what money they put in, right? But they know they're going to get money for higher. They might get a few million for Christie. After the charm goes, you might get a few million. You know these guys are going to go. So Go on and give us another 10, 15 million on top of that and go and get us back to that. Because as I say to my, I've said to you, I've said to other guys in the podcast, Rangers, <clears throat> Rangers are only going to improve massively. They're not going to improve massively because the players are not good enough to go, to, to go better. That's that's their squad. They, they, they know where their squad is. They'll fight for the manager. They can't afford to go and spend, I you might send another 7 million pounds, but, but we all know it's not that. It'll be all fucking everything else. So, we all know that they're going to have really about the same squad, the same players, most of the season, the same full free free. They might change it up. I've seen Gerard might change it up. So that's down to us to retaliate. And the only reason to retaliate is they're buying players, buying better quality players. And, and we're buying projects. I'm not saying the boy Liam Shaw looks like he might come in and play, right? But the young boy um, for Sheffield Wednesday, he looks like a unit, but he's, he might take two years to come up and step up again. 
And we can't keep doing that. I know the boy Montgomery, he's he looks decent. But as you say, Robert, these guys are unlucky in these. They're no fucking McGeeties that are just going to come in and play right away. These guys need time to develop. And the way we are the new, we can't have time to develop players. We've got to get them in and win this league next year and qualify for Europe. That's because... It was glad international players and you fling mm-hmm. one or two in just to test the water. Like they done with McGeeties and they done with Tierney. They had good players running about them that could manage them through games. There's not many players in that team that you could say could manage any young boys through that. Probably McGregor, maybe hat. That's about hat, isn't it? He's been there and done it. That's probably hat. Then but I was no there. That's probably hat, isn't it? McGregor. Aye. Um, big, big Julian could maybe lend a hand, but he's no fit. So it's it's a bit. Yeah, I just hope we can get a result. And it, I even if it's a one 0 win. It gives it'll give a lift. It'll give something. Yeah. Because I just think that oh, it's even up front. Ah, you've got Griffiths, but obviously what's happened to him? He's come in. Will he be fit to start? Will he be fit to play? Will he be involved? Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. Will he start? He's been starting most of the games. Edward, I think if he's fit to play, but you've got so many options. Ah, who to play and who not to play? You, you just don't know what the fuck's going. To, who's going to be lining up? It's just a total shambles. It is, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, I hope, I hope tonight I'm shocked that there's a player being brought in and he's ready to go, but even if a player's brought in, he needs to be brought in for a green last country because if he's not, he needs to quarantine for 10 days or something. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just bad fun. See if we identify the Japanese market, why not go and sign two or three players if that's what he wanted today? And then they cannot quarantine at the same time and then they're all ready to go. But see, that's you, that's you thinking about that. And you, well, like that's, that's you thinking uh-huh. about that. That's you thinking about that, right? And you're, we're no managers, we're no scouts, we're no fucking board members. And that's just a fan, and you know that as a fan, that's what should happen. So, how can they know? How can they know suggest that? I don't know. It's just maybe I don't know. He's only getting so much to spend, and he has to spend it wisely. I don't It's just, it doesn't make sense. But as I say, the more what's, what's your what's your prediction, Jake? We'll get a result. My heart says I love us to get a result. My head says I don't oh, I don't I don't I think it'll be very, very difficult to beat them. I think they'll come and play maybe for a draw. I don't know. I have not watched a lot of Mitchell and I read about them about last season, how they were good out for it and when we call when they call, um, we drew them in the off line, but they have got a lot of issues themselves. Three or four of their players either injured, no way to play, or want to move away. So, what sort of team are they going to put? Out? As you say, you just hope it's a, it's a blessing in disguise that they've had a few guys know what to play and injuries, and it kind of accounts for is that. I want to say I'm confident but I think we might get a 1-0 one, one. I just hope it surprises and we might see again because the fans we might actually see somebody the football that he's trying to bring in um, again we could we could get a shock um, for me it's just for, for me it's just an absolute up in the air don't know what you think I just hope we can get a decent a decent result to give a bit of positivity against the, the game against Hearts as well. I know we've got, got uh, our pre-season game and the game against Mitchell to do again, but 
I just hope we get something to give a bit of positivity because as it stands you know it's all negative again and we don't want that Aye uh, we're West Ham and Saturday haven't we at home um, I, I just hope to God we don't take a, a, a heavy defeat because I think a lot of the young boys um, would get into our shells if you were getting a, a bit of doing and I don't know it's just what is the board waiting on to make signings I just I don't know what the the hold up is because there's obviously needs to be players signing a lot of positions and the manager's more or less now telling you in the press that he's not happy with the squad he's got. So how much longer are the board going to let it go before we make these signings to improve us as a club, as a team? And that, and obviously as you say about young boys, um got a question for the live stream Robert, but obviously the coach team, uh, the B team, obviously there's um do you think someone could maybe step up? I, I can have watched the highlights and they do look like wee boys. Um, they do look like 16, 17, 18 year old boys. Um, so I think it's a stand to know. Me personally, I don't think we've seen it last season after Dubai when Oakleflex and Harper and that came in and you've seen the difference for that to the McGregor's and the Edwards and the step up. No, I, don't, I don't feel that any of them are really ready. The boy they signed for Watford's meant to be a real cracker. They scored the goal last in the highlights. Um, looks a big bit of a unit. But as you say, this league is there to test these boys to see mm. if they've got mentality or the physicalness to cope with coming up to the first team. And I wouldn't say, unless there's something exceptional, I wouldn't let them. I'd keep them in there for the season. Mm. Um, that would have been a learning curve for them, getting beat, obviously, their first game. And playing against seasoned pros and tough guys, it's only going to make them better. And it's what we've asked for for October last year. Mm-hmm. That's what we've spoken about in this as well, about the coach League and Reserve League's got to get back in and to give these guys a bit of competitive football. It's already gone alone, but um, I watched Tommy McIntyre's interview the other day and even he was saying, he says, it's all right sending players out on loan, but if these players are going out on loan and no playing, what's the point? They're going to put on loan when Shutkin's they're not getting told to play, but they're expected to, to play because you leave yourself to go to Dunfermline or whatever it is, Fissel. But if they're playing the approach league, at least they're playing football. They're playing, as you said, against season pros. They're getting toughened up and I think it's only going to benefit some of these players. And like Tommy McIntyre says, you hope that some of these boys go up to the first team and don't come back down because at least he's doing his job right because it's some sort of development that's coming through that league. It's, I think Bonnie Rigros are one of the better teams in the league, to be fair. Um, I don't think obviously as good a team as that every week, but it's a total learning curve for them, as you say. Um, it's just to be playing, and that was they had a crowd and everything there, you know what I mean? So it will be tough for them, but it's, it'll separate the boys from the men, as I say. As I say, mate, I just hope they can obviously progress and we get two or three weeks in for the youth team and the last note for tomorrow I just hope we get a decent result and we don't I don't want us to get a a doing or get a bad result because it will just put more pressure on the manager and it's not pressure the manager needs because he's got enough pressure on his back you know Aye definitely um, the board have got to definitely get in help it and Dermot Desmond needs to get a fucking golf course and go on to dealing with the club because He's getting the fucking bunkers, I think. Because he's the one that says, oh, I'll never let this happen again, I'll never let that happen again. Well, 
for me, he's, he's been very silent in the film. Morris, as you say, isn't it? It's time for a shareholder to put his kind of proof in the pudding and get us out where we are. Um, again, the last few bit as well, anybody's watching the live stream, might listen. Um, we've got a charity game next Sunday um, for cancer. Um, it's my, my pal Sean um, and his dad, Alex. Alex's dad passed away a few years ago for cancer. Um, the game's at St Anthony's, um, 12 o'clock kickoff. Everybody's bored, kind of fancy wee game. But, uh, end of nation's welcome. Um, again, hopefully, we'll raise some money for a good cause and hopefully, still to get a result um, tomorrow. But again, Robert, thanks for your time, mate, and take care. Still fine, thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 